that's why you shouldn't make a plan. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Hey, it's just a you and me episode. It's a you and me episode. You know, it's just it's, the two of us. We can make it. It would uh... My part's the just the two of us. Right. That was my part. It's perfect. So, yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of those. It has. Things that have been a while. I did something that I may not have, should have done. I, uh, I went back and started listening. You know, we say this to all of our listeners. Go back to the beginning and listen from episode one. We do. And I'm noticing a few things. First of all, the, one of the things that I do like is like episode one, like some stuff has already been like we were laying a groundwork that still very much applies here. Yeah. The thing that I can't unhear is the voice that I'm doing for some reason. <laughs> so if you go back to the beginning, there's this part where I'm like, hey everybody, this is like, I'm intentionally like talking low hmm. and I normally talk like that. And I obviously don't do that anymore, but I feel like at some point I was just either, it was because we were upstairs and I, I was trying not to be loud hmm. or whatever, but like, it sounds totally different and it's totally foreign and sounds super weird. It's hilarious. So the, the content's good, but like, man, it's very, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's been a minute, but I have listened back to those early ones and, and, and it's true. I mean, I think we, we came out of the gate with strong content and real weak production values. Um, you know, <laughs> we've learned, I guess we flip flopped. Yeah, it must be. must be. I I did. I got a second light for my, my rig. So now I've got, I've got two ring lights. So, for those of you who are tuning into the live stream, by the way, we stream this live basically every week on, on Facebook and then it goes live on YouTube, but I don't have like the rings around my eyes anymore. Cause now I have two ring lights and they're on opposite sides of me. So yeah, it feels more realistic. I don't know. My, my background may look better. I don't know. It's uh, unlikely that you get the Northern lights in Atlanta. That's not a common. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so what have you been up to, man? Well, um, a few things, you know, I've, I now have, um, have, I'm kind of forcing myself to do a weekly live stream, um, on Friday nights and it's been fun. The last one, um, I was totally self-indulgent. I always feel like I could fill a whole show with like talking heads and sting and Radiohead, And then, but who would come to that? Right. They don't, it's not what they want. Well, I just, I declared I was doing that. I just was doing that. So I did a show that was five or six Radiohead tunes and then a bunch of sting police and then a bunch of, um, talking heads and then a bunch of Beatles. And, uh, and it was fun. It was fun to go deep on some of my favorite artists and, um, and, and it was a good time. I won't do that every time because for sure it was a selective audience that, uh, that showed up for that. But uh, that's not a bad thing. You know, you, you kind of get the opportunity to like cater to like the nichiest of, of your niche. Sure. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, you can definitely, you know, take those opportunities to do that at like a for a live stream because you're you're basically the restaurant that you're playing at. Yeah. So the likelihood of you pissing off your customers is lower. Hey, and nobody's asked me to turn down in like months. I mean, that's good. I mean, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Like you could be loud at your house and somebody could call the cops on you. I mean, well, that can happen. Yeah, and I also have to have my um stream time uh be bedtime compliant. Cause I do have a yep. seven year old trying to. So the, as far as gigs go, um, I haven't done any. So we were going to have this conversation about risk reward. And, um, 
the conversation kind of went nowhere because the gig immediately got canceled the second after it was confirmed. Yeah. So maybe that's a conversation for another time. I would think. I would think. Yeah. I did uh, today receive a deposit on a um, uh, a wedding in May of next year. Okay. So that seems like it has potential to actually happen. Yeah, it could happen. Could very, could very, I mean, who knows what could happen, but that seems likely. Actually, at this point, I'm not going to say that. It doesn't, it's, it's scheduled. It's, that's what it, what I can say about it is it's scheduled. That's all you really can say. I mean, we, for all we know that, you know, by this time next year, we'll be like, dude, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Glad that's over. Honey falling on us. That's right. You know, that would be, let's just, let's just go with that one. Let's have that. Let's be. just say that's how it's going to yeah, go. Let's have that be how it turns out. We'll be too busy counting our money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, I am drinking a mango bubbly this evening um, because I ha- we had tacos for dinner and I had a michelada, mm. which I don't know. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely little kind of beer mosa. Mm. Not really a beer mosa. It's more like a bloody beery, beery. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it was good. Yeah, I've um, polished off a uh, tiny umbrellas cab here. Schmancy, it's lovely. Sounds lovely. I am. Um, I'm. I'm trying to. I'm a beer guy. I'm trying to take it easy on beer because I'm now a large beer guy. Right. Because that's what that's what beer tend to go that's what beer does to me. So um so I'm uh it's what beer, it's what beer does to most people. True. Hence, hence the belly. There's a belly name for it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. We've been dealing with uh with birthday week for our ten year old. Trying to make like a a ten year old's like double digit crossover event like memorable is, is a bit of a challenge when you can't do a whole lot. Right. So, um, lots of eating Amber made this ridiculous, like six layer caramel cake with like real caramel in between each. It's let's, let's just say my, my, my new membership, it, it lasts through October and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had the seventh birthday here last week too. And, um, yeah, the brothers-in-law, my brothers-in-law, sent one of them sent a pair of stilts and the other sent a pogo stick. So it's like ER starter kit. Circus baby. We do call her circus baby. Yeah. So when, what our son wanted a bike and I was like, piece of cake, we'll get him a bike. No, you cannot get bikes right now. Really? I don't know if anybody has like gone anywhere to like a store, but like there are no bikes to be had. Wow. We went to eight, eight different like big box retailers, fully masked up. Not a bike <laughs> to be, not a not a one. Wow, it was really strange. Yeah, um, especially in I guess our culture where we're just used to like I want a thing and I have money and I will buy it and it will I I shall have that. Yeah, it was not the case. How dare that not exist? It was. I mean, you know, having to like level with your your uh your soon to be 10 year old like listen bud <laughs> I, I want to get you a bike but i can't get you a bike that does not exist so we ended up actually finding one on amazon and it's going to be here like in like a week and a half so you know say what you want about amazon but they were the only ones who came through yeah and um i will just say that um stilts and pogo sticks make pretty good you know it's not a bike i used to be really great at pogo sticking oh yeah pogoing 
I don't know what the verb of it. Sticking. But like, I could like tie a thing around like my waist and like jump on the pogo stick without with like uh, without using my hands and wow. like juggle wow. things. All right. I used to be quite a good stilter. I, I I'm sure I walked on stilts at some point. I just don't like. Are they the ones with like where you have like the handles mm-hmm. like you put under? Because, like, now they have, like, the drywall stilts. Those are, like, those are pretty sweet. Those are sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. what, like, the pros are, are using. And they look pretty easy to, like, maneuver around in. Yeah, well, they have, like, big feet. And they're, like, not just one stick. It's a whole. Well, they articulate. So, like, the toes flex. It's pretty cool. It is cool. It is cool. I don't know, you know. Guys, welcome to Stilt Talk. <laughs> this is going the, great. The new spin-off podcast that we have started. Episode 114. Uh, they articulate. Course, and stilt aficionados and stilt friends. You can find us at stiltmasters at ymail.com. <laughs> we might as well. Like, what else are we going to talk about? This is we are we're a we're a podcast for uh, musicians to play music in a world where you can't play music the way that we normally do. Yeah. So we might as well do our our spinoff. Oh, speaking of spinoffs, that whole thing I was talking about the last time about creative confidential already taken. Yeah. Got to come up with a new idea. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. fun new challenge, something to do. Yeah. Well, I did, I did do a thing. Here's a thing. We'll just pivot right into it. Do it. So I had this last week off of work and, um, uh, so we, we staycationed, we stayed around the house and I actually had a kind of an important work thing happening. So we only didn't work for some of each day, but, um, technically I was off. And one of the things that I, that I had been thinking about and looking at for a while is, um, billboard chart data. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know about you, but when I'm thinking about set lists, I will dip back into the chart history from the eighties or nineties or whatever. And I know you have, you, you have preserved those, you have folders oh, yeah. full of those things. Yeah, I have I have a full spreadsheet of every I think the Billboard top 100 for every year, and then you know done some manipulation and um, you know tried to kind of come up with some some empirical data out of the raw data, you know BPMs and you know whether they're duets or where they charted and and that kind of thing. So yeah, right. Well, I've never um, I've um, prior to my current gig, I was a 20 year software engineer, web developer and manager and whatnot. So. Um, my skills are super, super rusty, but in this last week I managed to, um, get to the API for billboard data and pull down the entire hot 100 chart going back to 1957. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And, um, and join it up with the Spotify APIs song features data, which includes fields like danceability, energy, tempo, acousticness, liveness, speechiness, um, valence, which is a, a, a measure of like positive or negative feeling. Okay. Um, so I sucked all this data down to a database on my computer here and I built a little web application that navigates all these things and attempts to, um, you know, the goal is to find hidden gems that you, de- you just need to cover. Cause, um, because what the point of covering music is that when you start a song, the whole room's like, Oh my God, I love that song. And I haven't heard it in 20 years. Yeah. Um, and so, um, 
digging through all this data and looking at these reports and charts and graphs and things I'm making, it's, uh, it has, um, reminded me of some things I need to cover. Um, um, roll with it. Steve Winwood. Yeah. Right. I feel like we, we had wanted to add it, but like the track that was on karaoke version was just hot garbage. Uh. Like it was like really bad. Like the, the, the words in the chorus and the background vocals were like straight up wrong. It was rock with it, baby. Like it was really bad. That is really bad. It, yeah. It's not great. Let's see what else. Do I like, do? yeah. I mean, any C we Winwood is going to kill. Totally. All going all the way back. Spencer Davis group. Mm-hmm. Maybe some 11. He was 15 years old when they recorded that. I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 What else did I add? Um, oh, eyes without a face. Billy Idol. Eyes without a face. <laughs> Love it so much. This is all for my acoustic show. I'm going to do tomorrow. And, um, uh, tears for fears, head over heels. Yes. That's a good one. Um, so did that one chart higher than everybody wants to rule the world or shout? Um, let's find out. So basically what, what Dan is kind of getting around, you know, as far as talking about that, he's basically come up with a way to compile and manipulate the existing billboard and Spotify data in order to intelligently create or, or find songs to add to your set list. It's kind of ingenious. He gave me a, a link to it and I've been messing around with it. The, the data is really impressive. Um, yeah. And I think our plan here for tonight is we're going to um, record the podcast because a podcast is an audio thing. And then when we are complete with that, we'll hang out on the live stream and um, demo this a little bit and kind of walk through it. And then we'll post that part on YouTube. Um, so you can yeah. s- so for, if you, if you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, you really should. Um, we put these episodes uh, every single week, as well as a bunch of supplemental content, including, you know, we, we, we posted a cover a little while ago. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, Justin Hawkins from the darkness saw the cover that we did and re- reacted to it. Like sent a video, which is insane. Super cool. Uh, so that, that we posted that this week and just kind of, you know, little bite sides things that we may not necessarily cover uh, during the weekly episodes. So if you haven't already, check it out youtube.com slash coverband confidential. To answer your earlier question, uh, Head Over Heels peaked at number three. Okay. Um, everybody Wants to Rule the World and Shout both peaked at number one. Um, and then Sowing the Seeds of Love four years later hit number two. And those are the, uh, yeah. those are the big things to talk about for Tears for Fears. For sure. I, didn't, I just didn't like Head Over Heels to me feels like not the obvious choice, but like the data doesn't lie. It's killer. Um, it's literally like on the level. Yep. And, and to say that it's the less successful one because it only made it to number three. Oh, right. You know, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, I've, you know, I've built this thing and, uh, you know, contemplating what to do with it. It's certainly a nice tool for myself right now. It's running on the server in the corner of my office here. Um, only, you know, only people who know the magic IP address can get to it. But um, I'd be interested in knowing, those of you listening, if such a thing would be of any value to the you know, cover band world at large, and if that'd be um, something that anybody would contribute to the operating of. Anywhere I would put it that's not over in the corner of my office is going to cost some money. So, sure. um, you know. Yeah, I mean, as soon as he, as soon as he, he sent me the link and I started going, like, messing around with it, I was like, oh, yeah, you could, you could charge money for this. <laughs> It's currently it's uh it's UI is pretty um uh uh stone age at the moment. It would need some well 
the but the the, the meat is is there, and it doesn't necessarily have to be pretty to be useful. That's true. In this kind of sense. That's true. That's true. You know, that could be a totally uh, that that's a totally different story for another day. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very much a thing that's more about utility than than looks. Not that it looks terrible. I've brought in some charting and graphing components that are fine. What I saw, I did not hate. Yeah, well, that's good. There you go. Yep. Anyway, so that's working, and I'm finding some fun new things in there, and also discovering some uh, current items that probably need to be covered. The current, the item that's currently on the chart that is most crushing it is um, Circles by Post Malone, which has been on the chart since early October. Yeah. And it's at number... 18 last week. I don't have this week's chart in yet. Um, Taylor, Taylor Swift dropped a huge album and it's folklore. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard it yet, but apparently it's killer. Looks uh, like a black metal album. Nice. It's like lots of, lots of like her in, <laughs> in forests. I was like, man, this thing looks dark. Uh, I don't think it's as dark as it, <laughs> as it looks. Hard to know with Taylor. Anyway, yeah, but- what, dude, this this whole this whole idea is is really groundbreaking. I mean, for those of us, you know, we have spent I don't know how many episodes we have talked about, um, you know, song selection being a bit of a dark art. Um, we just kind of pulled the curtain back on this whole thing, and um, now we realize that a lot of the stuff that we were kind of like thinking was kind of you know, ooh, I figured something out. It's kind of clever. Like, no, it's 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 concrete. It's very like there's empirical data to back it up. Yeah. Uh, this could potentially be a game changer for, uh, for song selection. Like I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, be hyperbolic, but it's, it's a big deal in my opinion. Thank you. I registered some domain names. I don't know what my favorite is. I think I'm leaning towards setlistassistant.com. Okay. That's not a bad. Yeah, it's all right. What did, I don't know. what did you just say? Song selection, automation, song selection, I'll have to listen back. You said something that made me think of that because it might be an even better name. Empirical. I did say empirical. You did say empirical. That wasn't what I that wasn't thinking. Song AI. Setlist AI. Oh. It's good. I'll have Set- to get some AI in there. It- there. There currently is none. Well, but people don't know that. It's marketing. It's marketing. Is AI like a like a URL extension? Like a <sighs> setlist.ai? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it is. Could be. Something to think about. Something to think about. If so, those domains cost a billion dollars, I'm sure. Oh yeah, probably. It's gotta be super, super like specific and weird. Right. right. Yeah, like Dan Ray's set list. Phantasmagoria. Set- yeah. Dot co.uk co.uk yeah canadian.za yeah Yeah, there you go yeah tv hey man i think there i think there's some there there yeah you know the the only thing that it doesn't do um it is the hot 100 so it's it's all pop right um uh radiohead's barely on it nirvana is barely on it right there's like some game-changing stuff that is iconic music that you can't not know that you would not know existed from looking at the charts. Well, yeah. And you know, from digging through the charts themselves, you know, a lot of the stuff that like we consider kind of timeless, like absolute no brainers aren't necessarily like the, the, the 
cream as far as like totally. top and top five, like some of these never, you know, got above, you know, 20, 30, yeah. but still became these timeless songs. Yeah. The other, so, the other thing that's really interesting is that, um, and I didn't expect this. Um, I didn't not expect it. I just didn't think about it. Uh, the average chart run in weeks has tripled from the late fifties to now tripled from about seven weeks to about 20. And, um, so I built this score. I tried to like, based on a chart trajectory that a song has, you know, do some math and add it up and based on how high it reached and how long it lasted and some kind of algorithm that could, you know, at the end of the day, dump out a number and you could rank them. Um, but it was totally dominated by the last couple of years because those songs were much longer on the chart than, you know, back in the sixties and seventies, much longer. So I had to, um, I built some math to normalize that score by the average duration of chart time per year when for the year that so just kind of did some fancy math to try to even that all out. And I think it did. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, as far as that goes, you wouldn't necessarily be looking at like the, the span of the entire, you would be looking at like blocks. Right. So decade to decade or like, like an era um, where that, that may not necessarily make as big of a difference, but you know, it is, it is smart to kind of account for those kinds of things because I mean, data it, itself has changed and, and the way that we consume things has changed. Um, I feel like if nothing else, we've just, the reporting has probably gotten way better because now we have digital you know, footprints of all of these, you know, all these files going in and out. So for sure, that's at least, yeah, definitely true. Definitely true. Now you had a Harry Styles tune that you liked a lot. I did. It is. Yeah. Adore you, which is, um, you know, at least in, in our market is, is pretty heavily saturated on the radio. Yeah. Uh, and I only listen to the radio because I have a 10 year old who hates everything we listen to. So <laughs> yeah. I listen to Dua Lipa every, you know, 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's on the radio big time now too. So that one peaked at number six in April and it's uh, number 15 now, but I will tell you watermelon sugar might be my call for radio tune of the, of the summer. Yeah, for sure. That one's huge. And I think that's why I like the other one better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you do, um, in terms of song selection, when you're doing a solo acoustic show, I mean, we know we kind of have talked over a lot our, our yeah. electric stuff, full band stuff, but when you're doing solo acoustic, do you include, do you try to include stuff that's on the radio now? If, yeah. If I can, I've got, I've got a bunch of like ones I can pull out, but like, I don't keep up a whole lot. I probably, sh- I, I could definitely do a better job of that. Um, but in this case, that was just one of those songs that like, when it came on the radio, like I didn't turn it down, I turned it up. Mm-hmm. So like it was literally, you know, the day before I did my last acoustic thing, I just popped it into um, my ultimate guitar app just to see if I could go through it and um, played it once at the beginning, just to, like check levels and see if I could get like the, the melody and stuff under it. Um, and like a bunch of cougars walked by and they were like, woo, good song. And I was like, well, I guess I'm doing that one later. <laughs> That's a keeper. Uh, it was like immediate feedback. That's exactly what I was looking for. So, um, I need, I could probably do a better job of it, but yeah, if I can, I will. But like, I'm doing stuff from like all over the place. I'm doing like, I'll do, um, all I have to do is dream and I'll do Beatles and I'll do, uh, 
I'll do stuff from all all whenever. Yeah. You know, seventies, eighties, fifties, nineties, now, what you know, covering a lot of ground. Yeah, me too. Me too. A couple months ago I added um Girl from Ipanema. So that was that was my biggest out of genre jump. Oh yeah? yeah. It's the thing that's funny for me is that like I end up just doing the stuff again, like you don't necessarily the stuff that you would normally skip over is the stuff that people want to hear. Like, I don't want to play Margaritaville, but everybody else wants to hear me play it. Yeah. So just do that. Yeah. Play Margaritaville. That really is the thing with song selection. It's not about you. Well, and, and that's why, you know, I was saying like the whole live stream thing is kind of great because you can be like, you know what? This one's just for me. Yeah. And, you know, if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they can just move on. <laughs> you watch those you live know? numbers just drop. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're it's not like you're sitting, you know, people are sitting out for dinner and you're about to like subject them to your like artistic wankery. Right. So Right. Band name, I'm calling it artistic wankery. I'm sure it's probably out there already. Sure. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Well, guys, I, I don't have much else to cover um, other than I got a guitar in the shop that found out that the nut was wrong and it's got a it's gonna be another two weeks before I get it back. Which one? Uh the Explorer. I, I ended up getting a tusk nut for it, but like it's a weird dimension and the right one was the wrong size and then the right size was the wrong color. So I ended up having to take them both back. So, oh, well, oh well. it's not like I have anywhere to play. Right. No, this is the time to have those things need, need work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I have, um, I have a gig next week. Okay. Saturday week from tomorrow and a uh, week from what day is today? recording on a thursday so it's week from week from this saturday and um it's at uh odin brewing which is a place we played before uh it's with taylor and we're going to be on opposite sides of the stage oh here's the thing i wanted to chat about um i've always been jealous when you show up to an outdoor gig and it's a billion degrees and your drummer shows up with a fan oh smart yeah smart but I don't. I don't have that problem because I always bring one. Well, I, I'd, be, I'd be jealous of you then, because I, I never think. I never think to. I just show up and sweat. Um, I'm running right now. Yes, yes. You keep it because it's not the it's not the aurora borealis. It's the it's the air mover. I see. Yeah. Well, so here's here's what I here's what I kind of thought. This stage that I'm going to be on is plenty wide, and Taylor and I can set up plenty far apart and be social distance while we sing. I have no concern about that. Um, but what if I had? And it'll be hot. If, if it doesn't rain us out, it'll be hot. Uh, what if I had two air movers sitting mid-stage blowing across us? Okay. Right? Blowing my, one blowing my way, one blowing her way, further isolating our air spaces. Yep. And potentially blowing your aerosol, like, at an angle away from the people directly in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. So, um... So we're going to try that and, um, as a side benefit. It will keep us cool. So typically when I set mine up, I put it behind me, hmm. blowing squarely kind of like in the middle of my back. Makes sense. Um, one, it kind of keep, well, it keeps you cooler and it's, it's a continuous spray. It also doesn't tend to hit the microphone. Hmm. So that's just, that's my two cents. Now, for the 80s thing, you put it right in front of you because, you know, if your hair is blown in the wind, that's, that's a, that's a value add, not a, you know, yeah. a takeaway. Yeah. So. That's a cool thing. Yeah. We'll have to experiment with it. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be, um, I just think it's worth trying and, 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 you know, now I don't have to be jealous anymore. I can just bring a fan. Yeah. 
Well, the other cool thing about these is that they have power built into them with like surge protection. Right. So right. Um, they're functional in that sense. Did you end up getting the Lescos or have you not ordered them yet? I did. I got two Lescos, not the model number that you have. Those I couldn't find anywhere, but um, yeah. the, some Lescos that are on were on Amazon for 80 bucks a piece or something. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've got two different ones. I've got a smaller Lasco and then the one that I sent you was, I think the 9009 is the model. Um, and it is the bigger of the two, but they're both, they both are great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll if be you glad. don't have any, I'm not talking fans. You need to get an air mover. Air mover. They are fantastic, and I don't know how people have functioned without them up to this point. Well, I barely have, but uh, soon I will know the air in my ways. Yes, you will. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm so happy for you because I think that's gonna like it. Really does make <laughs> doing summertime gigs like remotely tolerable. Yeah. So yeah, this it's the it's the one of the most important gear buys I think I've ever made. So wow. That's a okay. I'm not blowing smoke like that's. But that's you could no with your air mover. I could, for sure. Mm. Absolutely could do that. That's good. I mean, I've always said that my uh, rock and roller cart was my favorite equipment purchase ever, but I'm willing to I'm willing to have the air mover take its place. The air mover on the rock and roller. I love it. It's the that's the that's the pinnacle. There you go. Can't get no higher. Can't get no. So the um the I will say this the last the the gig that. I was offered two gigs, but the con- one of the conditions was they wanted somebody who could loop. And I really was like looking at these and the amount of money they were going to pay is like the incentive to be like, all right, that's it. I'm going to like get a looper set up and I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing under me. Um, the first one again, got canceled. There's another one in play. Um, it's towards the end of September. So, um, you know, I'll have to see if it, if it end- ends up happening, but that might, that, that might be my next like foray is like really digging into you know, setting up looping and that kind of thing. Cool. Cool. It's, it's something I've always wanted to do. I, I just, I just, I haven't practiced enough to be able to catch the end of the loop properly. Yeah. And there's a couple of, you know, I, I already technically own three loopers. <laughs> I use them for that purpose, but I have been looking at some of them that um, are a bit more dummy proof because some of, some of the, some loopers are, are very unforgiving. They're like, Nope, you missed that cue. And we're just going to, we're going to let you know about it over and over and over. Each so, time. um, but yeah, the closer, the closer that kind of comes to, um, fruition, you know, that might change up. Yeah. Um, and then it's just working on like some, some YouTube ideas and then maybe doing another cover. Um, another song that I've just slowly become obsessed with that. I just want to like get out of my system and move on. Do you want to tease what that is? Um, I don't think, uh, I need to, I'll, when it comes out, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, make a big stink about it, but it's not like a song that I would say is like super like well-known. Okay. I feel like screaming, uh, just, just to do, (laughs) we shall see. Very good. Well guys, that's all that we got for, uh, for this week. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a bunch of ways of doing that. First thing you could do is you could, uh, so uh, (laughs) you could leave us a rating on the platform of your choice. We got some really nice, uh, ratings uh, recently. We got a couple of not nice ones. Hmm. So it means that we definitely hit a certain level of prominence that people uh, go out of their way to say not nice things about us. Yes. Yeah. You know, we'll read some mean it. tweets at some point. Oh yeah. We just got to compile. So if you want to, if you want to just post a really mean one, you know, that technically would help as well as far as content generation. So yeah, go five uh, stars and then super mean. Yeah, for real. Um, you can uh, support us on Patreon. We've got a Patreon account. If you don't feel like doing the whole monthly thing, we have a PayPal account. If you want to just buy us a beer, uh, you could definitely do that. It's like our virtual tip jar or whatever. Um, we also do have merch. 
Uh, I can leave an, a link for that in the show notes. And of course, you can subscribe to all of our different channels on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. So thank you guys again for tuning in from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 114. Hmm. 114. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.